to uh, introduce and thanks Mr. Hong Guan Chen, the chairman of the National Republican Asian Assembly in Hawaii, who gave us great assistance on lecture in Hawaii. And now we would like to hear a few words from Mr. Chen. Great Master, Supermaster Shanghai, Wu Shi. Honorable guests, ladies and gentlemen, Aloha. Yeah, I say one more Aloha. Aloha. Okay, that's good. How I stay is on April have the honor to welcome the honest the Honolulu City Qinghai Wu Shi. She brings us a message of peace and enlightenment with the guidance on how to active a happy life. Qinghai Wu Shi is born and raised in Vietnam as a child. She studies in England, worked several years in Europe, and spent many years in Asia. And elsewhere, study religions, philosophy, and the Guan Yin method in her search for God, enlightenment to people from many different cultures. We welcome Qinghai Wu Shangxi, wish to United States and whole world and Hawaii State and beautiful city Honolulu. And opportunity Qinghai Wu Shangxi is giving our people to learn the Guan Yin methods and thus active a better life with the peace prosperity, and happiness. Qinghai Wu Shangxi is lecturer in the world and was the sixth station lecturer twice at Honolulu. And yesterday, we are at the culture center, the Zhongxing uh, Memorial Hall. That was the first, first time. And this is the second time. So we have the twice time in Honolulu. Master Qinghai Wu Shangxi is not only a world-renowned Buddhist master, but also a humble religious leader. Master Qinghai Wu Shangxi is not only a master, but also a bridge between the creatures and God. On behalf of the people of the Honolulu, Hawaii, and the United States, we extend the best wishes to Qinghai Wu Shangxi for a productive and enjoyable stay in the world and United States and Hawaii, Honolulu. Let us give a big hand to welcome the great master Qinghai Wu Shangxi. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chen. So that's it. It's my turn now. Is that right? Are you ready yet? 
<laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that's not ready. <laughs> so how is everybody? Aloha. Did <laughs> you have a nice morning? Good breakfast? Yeah? Bread, butter, sausage, ham. <laughs> Milk? Never mind. We eat whatever we think is proper and necessary to uh, nourish this body. It's just that there are some food a little bit more poisonous and not helpful to the body, spirit and mind. <laughs> and the other food are more, I would say, helpful in helping us to attain something higher than life. Similarly, there are many paths to uh, enlightenment and we may choose whatever we think is uh, suitable to us so that we can nourish our soul and make it grow up and become one with God. Anyhow, is it too serious? No? No? Yes, huh? <laughs> Should I crack a few jokes first? <laughs> Anyhow, I don't know much about Hawaiian jokes. Uh, and uh, the jokes I already told you yesterday about my apartment next to the highway due to my disciples' recession to our traveling budget. budget. You heard it already, yeah? So, you see, they probably read newspapers and then uh, hear that there are recession everywhere, recession everywhere in this world now <laughs> due to economical, <laughs> how say, uh, problem. Therefore, they also recessed my budget for traveling. <laughs> everywhere rented a cheaper room, even if it's on the edge of the highway. <laughs> Well, I pretend to be a very highly developed person <laughs> and I hear nothing from the outside world. <laughs> but that uh, naturally provides plenty light of light and sound. You see the light from the cars in the midnight <laughs> and the sound of continuous traffic. You can pretend that to be uh, sea waves, sea waves sound and it's also amusing sometimes. It's okay. But meanwhile, I can also listen to the sound inside yeah. by special technique. <laughs> Therefore, even then, even if uh, I live next to the highway, it doesn't affect much our spiritual practice. Yes. Therefore, a special technique is also very necessary similar to special diet. It's not that we uh, try to tell you what to do, it's just that some of the ancient masters, they have experience in ex experimenting what is the best way for us to reach God, to reach the Supreme Master, which is within all of us. It is the master of all masters. Without him, without this supreme master's guidance, we 
do not know why we are here and what we should do. And whenever we do something, we never can be sure whether it is correct or not. It's not that we don't want to do correct things, it's just that sometimes, or most of the times, we do not know what is God's will or what is a proper action to take in uh, different circumstances. Therefore, we make mistakes. And we have heard that everything is God's will. Even a hair falls down from our head is according to the Lord's uh, I'll say arrangement, uh, predest, pre, I'll say, yeah, prearrangement. But then, then why we have to suffer for what we do? As the Bible says, as you sow, so shall you reap. Isn't that paradoxical? Isn't that too unfair for us? Well, it isn't. It just, it is unfair in one way and not in the other way. Unfair because if everything is God's will, why should we be punished for the things that we do? But it is fair because God has given us a way to overcome all this fearsome so-called punishment. It's just that we do not know how to use it, or maybe we do not want to use it. Because life after life, we have been used to with uh, the so-called easy way. <laughs> we do what we feel like doing at that moment. We live our life according to the dictate of our habit and the collecting informations that we have through our eyes, ears, nose, touch, etc. And we have forgotten what is God's commandment. Ah, oh, it's Sunday and I sound like a, a priest. <laughs> you have escaped the church to come here. <laughs> and what do you get? I'm sorry, I tried to make it a little bit less heavy, okay? <laughs> but you know, I also feel like I'm going to the church today myself. <laughs> I would rather probably stay on the beach, yeah? Listening to my highway <laughs> uh, vibration <laughs> a little bit longer because we came home very late last night. And then there are many other uh, uh, detailed sometimes uh, unexpected uh, program arise so that I had to take care. And then I also had to read some English books before I slept, just so that my tongue will not get twisted <laughs> while seeing you today. You know, with having Chinese and Vietnamese all, always around me, it's very difficult to remember that I can speak even English. <laughs> uh, that is all your fault. Yes. Because you never come around me. Yes. We had one disciple, American. This is just to make the things a little bit light for you, yeah? Instead of looking like Sunday church sermon, okay. Now we had one American disciple follow us from Taiwan to come here for just maybe helping out with something. <laughs> and then he got too overexcited, oversensitive <laughs> with some... Uh, 
different working uh, schedule. So we just put him at rest at home for a while to meditate. <laughs> Therefore, I couldn't make use of his even English uh, ability to train my tongue. You see what I mean? So I had to train everything myself and also to read a little bit of newspaper. Hawaiian what? Something. Hawaiian something. To know what's going on here in case. In case if you ask me something about your great uh, achievement in Hawaii, I should know how to answer. <laughs> so you see, all my time is used up for you. Mm. Therefore, of course, I'm still in a little bit of samadhi state, <laughs> sleepy samadhi. Yeah. Therefore, I apologize if my English is not that uh, fluent this morning. But later you may ask me many questions and then accordingly it will flow better. It would be the more natural way that you ask me and then I answer according to your inquirement. Yeah, is that right? Your request it would be better, yes, it would be more, more natural than a prepared lecture. Mm. Anyhow, I didn't prepare it. I just read so that my English would be better. Mm. So now many of the people Ask me, why do we have to practice, yeah? Uh, why do we have to sit in meditation? Actually, we don't need to sit. We don't need to sit. We, we can lay down just as well to meditate. But then when we lay down, we just down, you know? <laughs> lay and down. <laughs> and instead of hearing the inside sound, we might hear the outside sound, snoring sound. And instead of seeing the vision of God or heaven, we see in all kind of <laughs> dreams, you know, nightmares sometimes, and that troubles us when we wake up. Therefore, when we sit, there is less, less chance to go to sleep. And even if you do sleep, you will fall down on the floor <laughs> and then wake up immediately. At least so you can sleep maybe five or ten minutes, and the rest you meditate. There is a difference between sleeping and waking a vision. When we sleep, sometimes we have vision of dreams, which is very uh, useful for our daily life, or maybe it predicts something in the future and prepares us for some events, which we may be able to uh, uh, avoid should it be unpleasant or to amend it should it be a little bit uh, grave for us. Yeah. These are dreams which uh, sometimes is true, but very seldom people have the ability to analyze the dream and make use of them in their life. What is it that makes people sleep and dream and then these dreams are so useful? or it uh, predicts something in the, true, in the near future or some true event. It is because when we sleep, sometimes our soul, uh, of course we get in touch with the source of our knowledge and our peacefulness. And then sometimes the mind at that time is not very, uh, how say, is not very truly asleep. Therefore, it can register some of the information that we gather in the storeroom of wisdom. And when we wake up, we still remember them. 
Otherwise, most of the time, we just remember vaguely that we had dream, but we don't know, we can't remember the detail of the dream. So if we bring this sleeping information into the waking state, it would be more useful. To meditate is to sleep, but very uh, in a wakeful state. And then all the information we gather within the storehouse of wisdom, we can see it clearly, consciously, and then we know what is what. That's why an enlightened person is, um, is wiser, yes, happier, content, because then he knows what to do. And then the subconscious mind also have all the information open to it, to know even the past lives and the future event. But that is just a between state. It's not the highest state even. You'll be surprised to hear. When you reach the higher state, you go back to the ignorance. <laughs> is that very disappointing? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, don't worry, but this is a different one. There are two kinds of ignorance. One is the ignorant ignorance, and the other one is the saintly ignorance. <laughs> Both look the same, but it isn't the same. It's just like uh, scientifically, we all know that uh, two extremes looks alike, right? For example, a very, very uh, tense darkness or very great light, we both cannot see, right? In the extreme darkness, we don't see any light. Or in the extremely uh, high frequent frequency of light, we also cannot see the light. Right? So both look like darkness, but it is not so. The light inside, the light of the extreme intelligence is without shadow and substance. That's why we could hardly see it with our eyes. Even sometimes we see it with the wisdom, which doesn't need eye. They still feel like it hurts our eyes even, our physical eyes. But then afterward we will be used to it, and then uh, it feels like when we're looking into a very ordinary uh, daylight time, and it doesn't hurt anymore. Some of the people asked me yesterday, mm, how is it like when you go into the samadhi state? You know, like, uh, he asked me whether the highest level is that you become nothing, you're not... <laughs> aware of your body, not aware of the environment and all that. It is not even the highest state. The highest state, in the highest stage, you are able to function in the daily life just as an ordinary being, while having a super awareness surpassing that of the mind computer, of all things that's going on in the universe. Therefore, your mind might not know about it. And therefore, you look like <laughs> an ignorant person. But everything is done in the level of the soul consciousness, universal consciousness. And every being who think of you, 
who prays to you and who uh, needs your help, you'll be able to help them, to hear them, to see them, to tackle their problems accordingly without the interference of the mind. The mind is just like a computer only. Therefore, even if we use the mind, it's not that great. It's limited. And we can't be all-pervading, omnipresent, etc. Therefore, the sage looks like uh, the ignorant. It's like that. And the sage could be always in samadhi, in, I mean, in the absolute state, but he doesn't look like it. It's not necessary that someone always sit there cross legs and unmindful or unaware of everything going on, always in a blissful trance within himself. Uh, it's not necessary that he is a great, greatest uh, a sage or uh, he has the highest attainment. If he's not yet able to function within our worthy, life as a normal being, then he's not yet arrived as a, the highest level. But then that's what makes the difference, uh, make difficult for us to realize who is uh, the highest one and who is not. Normally we have the conception of a sage or yogi sitting in Himalaya and not moving at all, like a piece of <laughs> lifeless stone or something. It must not be so. It must not be so. Of course, if uh, an enlightened person has nothing to do, then he will sit in meditation or read books or just walk around or just do anything, cooking, running or sitting or standing, <laughs> cross-legged or not cross-legged. This has nothing to do with the state inside of a person. Our way of practice is difficult to detect. Is that right? Yes, yes. Because uh, suppose a highly developed person sits next to you right now. Probably yesterday or just before he came here, he had a very uh, high vision of the Lord or high revelation of some kind, but then now he's just sit next to you and you don't, do not know, you do not see him as such. Even though we may, not, we may feel the very harmonious atmosphere which uh, generates from that person. And most often, if we do not pay attention, we may not even notice. We just feel good, but we don't know why. We might think today I'm happy, uh, my body healthy, or I ate the sausage was very nutritious or something. Uh, that's, and that's what makes me feel good. <laughs> it's not necessary so. Therefore, in our daily life, if we truly look for God, we can see anywhere. I may report to you that uh, in this age of many troubles, and disaster, we also have a great hope because God has uh, ordained many saints to come into our world 
and their messages are almost identical. That is, we should seek the kingdom of God first and then everything else will fall into places. Normally, we try to take care of the worldly problem first. Into, we take things into our hands. We try to run the universe, but we always feel very disappointed because even the best uh, leader in political field can only satisfy people temporarily and bring them some kind of material comfort. But we cannot take care of the whole world by just our political skill or any other ability. And that's a problem. It doesn't matter how good our intention may be. It is because we have to first seek the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God means this supreme power within us, and we have connection with it. That's why it is say God made man in his own image. Image, it doesn't mean our profile, our body, or our way of life. It is the image of the invisible, universal power that we are made of. Therefore, the creative power and destructive power is also within ourselves. Most of the times, we see disaster, you see, uh, from heaven. For example, earthquake or anything else destroys a lot of houses and destroy many things, many lives. And then we thought, that's terrible, terrible, how terrible, how can God do this to mankind? It's terrible. But it's not as terrible as when we drop an atom bomb. And the effect is longer lasting, and more lives were destroyed in wars than in any disaster. Don't you think? Is that not so? So, if we stop to think, about it. Most of the disasters are brought up upon ourselves by our own misunderstanding, misuse the power of God. God has given us the constructive power and destructive power for different uses. We should destroy what we need to destroy, and we should build what has to be built. But sometimes we use them in the wrong direction. It is because we do not know the better way. It is, it is because we are not illumined, illuminated by the light of wisdom. It is very simple to find God. It is very simple to know ourselves. The only thing which stands in the way, it is our own. Uh, ego, our own preconceived ideas about what to do, about what God is, and how to find God. Actually, we are endowed with this power, and it's no big deal to find it. If we have something in our pocket, is it difficult to get it out? Huh? No, no? Or if I have these beads on my neck, is it difficult to give it to you? 
or to, to show it to you? No, <laughs> it isn't. It's just that because our attention always wandering around, looking lamps and ceiling and all that, and forgot what we had. Therefore, I say immediate enlightenment, because it is there already. It is a matter of turning the attention to where it is, instead of turning attention to all over places. Why do we have to turn the attention to this power? Because without this, we can't work properly. We make a mess of our world, of our life, and of everything we have good intention to accomplish. That's why the world is as it is today. Thousand billion trillions of years, and we have not advanced to the civilization standard of other planets. For example, other people have UFO. UFO? UFO. We don't have. Yeah. Ah, it's all right to envy the neighbor who has a Mercedes or a Rolls Royce. Why don't envy the neighborhood planet for UFO? It would be faster and higher aspiration. Now, other planet, they have UFO for sale. <laughs> the price is reasonable. Just we can't get there to buy them. And they can't dare to come here to sell them. <laughs> Yes, some of the planet's businessmen are very eager to come here to uh, establish their enterprise with our earthly people and to teach us a higher technology. But they dare not come. What with the polluted air of our earth, they will die when they land. And we we'll probably rob them. <laughs> <laughs> before they have a chance to open their mouth to deal, to talk about a deal. <laughs> or we might shoot them because we think they are invader. Yes, we doubt everyone except our own ignorance. That's the trouble with us. <laughs> now, all the price that we uh, have to pay, all the money budget we have to pay making rockets, and trying to go to Mars and all that without success, we could buy UFO. Because in other planets, the, the, the materials are cheaper <laughs> and more enduring than ours, our Earth. For example, the diamonds there are in big block. Yeah. So if you want to wear uh, diamonds all over your body, it's fine. It's not need that we buy just a piece like this and it costs, huh? I'll say hundreds, thousands of dollars, no? Is that right? Some good one, huh? Costs a lot of money. But in these uh, kind of planets, they use uh, diamond to make UFO because it's more lasting, it's more enduring when it is in contact with the air, with the, the atmosphere. And I'll say, they, huh? What? <laughs> I can't hear you, never mind. When it's rubbing with the air, you know, uh, if the substance is not enduring enough, <laughs> it will uh, break. Yes, yes. But sometimes the technical also have trouble. Uh, some of the first one broke down, you see. A long time ago, we have read the newspapers 
and we have found pieces of this uh, broke-down vehicle and some of the fragments of the beings there. Or maybe there weren't beings, they were uh, the kind of uh, robots anyhow. Mm. You see, other planets, why they are more technologically advanced? Because they are more in touch with their wisdom. We have thought that Jesus or Buddha have died and then disappeared into nirvana. It is not the truth. We can contact Jesus and Buddha if we have the ability to do so and if we can locate where they are. What die, just the, the, I'll say the fleshly clothes, just like I wear this clothes for after some few years, and then it will become uh, decay, yeah, and fall into pieces, became dust again. Similarly, our body is just a kind of a different fabric, yes, so it decays a little bit. Uh, uh, I'll say the decaying process is longer. <laughs> And it just gives different smell. <laughs> That's all. But that is not. This is not we that die. Yeah. Therefore, when we say so-called living, we move, we talk, we love each other, and we can feel each other's feeling. But when we so-called die, the body is still the same, and the brain is still there, and everything is intact even. But still, we can't move, can't feel anything through the body at all. The body just lay, lay there, just like a discarded garment, no use. That is because the real we, the real I, just gone out of it. Similar in the meditation practice, we come and go into the body at will, just like we take off the clothes, the clothing that we wear, and change onto another, or put it back on when we come back. It's very easy. Therefore, children can do it. And children do it even better because <laughs> they have not so much complicated, confusing uh, preconception about what is like, about what is not like, about God and whatever. Everything they think is pure and simple. Therefore, if we turn into the child, we can experience God faster. But it is very simple to say, I turn into a child and I experience God. But, the, but it's not easy to do so, if we don't know how. It's very simple, but it's not easy, because we don't know how. It's just like you put your glasses in the pocket, and then you're busy doing some household work, and later you want to find your eyeglasses, you can't find it. You look all over the place, you turn every stone up, <laughs> and table and everything, and then searching all over the place, you can't find it. It is all the time in your pocket. If you don't look there, you can't find it. That's very simple. Therefore, immediate enlightenment is nothing to question. Everyone can have it, and immediately. Because I just show you where it is. It is inside you, because the kingdom of God is within us. God is all the noblest, the goodness, that is all humanity generate together, created together. That's why God is within us. And this is a common good of all mankind. 
we can make use of them or we can we don't want to make use of it it's up to us but if we use it it's so much better for ourselves in our daily work even and so much better for our planet and then we can see how fast we grow into the galaxy uh, how you say a united spirit and work with all beings in different planets. And then our life is more meaningful, more colorful, more broader in every aspect. Instead of clinging to a corner of our earth and knowing not much about why we are born and why we have to die after so much trouble of birth and growing and enduring so much suffering and so much uh, misery, which are not always entirely our fault, and we don't even understand where they come and why they have to come. Therefore, enlightenment truly is a must to everyone. Why should we live in darkness when we could switch on the light? If we know where the switch is, the light is always immediately turned on. Similarly, light is within us in the whole universe we have to always we have to just plug in or switch on and then we are in the kingdom of god we are in the light we are here to offer you this knowledge of how to turn on your heavenly vision television <laughs> and then you can watch and see what else is there apart from our ephemeral body and apart from our limited earth, apart from our very small amount of knowledge. We always worship the saints and the sages of the past and the present, and we envy them, and we love them, we adore them. But why? Because they have found their greatest supreme power. But we are exactly the same like these saints. None a little bit different, nothing at all different. It is better that we turn and worship ourselves. Worship yourself. Know how great you are and then worship yourself. Everything is there for you. You don't even need to ask for any blessing. It will flow into our life every day because we are the source of our blessings, of our wisdom and love. And then whether the neighbor loves us or not loves us, we just love them. And we feel fulfilled in our giving and our loving instead of expecting any love from other people. And then people will be also infected by our love and our wisdom, they will also become enlightened. And whoever even look at us once will be different, never the same again. That is the power that we possess. And we can use it anytime, anytime at all, if we know where. Just like electricity, if we know where to turn on the switch, the whole house, the, the whole electric power is for our use. We can use it for cooking, we can use it for turning the fan, for the um, air conditioning, for the refrigerator, 
for video equipment, for television, for everything we wish to use. Only if we know that we have the electric power inside our house. That's what we want to offer you, to know what you have and use it. Otherwise, we do feel sorry that people live the way they do. And they shouldn't. They don't deserve to live such a miserable life. <laughs> they are God's children. They have God within themselves. They can let God rule and run their life and do everything for them in God's wisdom instead of in the limited brain-computer power. Therefore, we run around ten hours or eight hours a day trying to do many things and trying to accomplish a great deal. But we can only do that much. And our world is still like this. Even if we advance in some of the now the electromagnetic field or in uh, te technology, we regret somewhere else because we don't do it with wisdom and we do not enlighten the world with the true wisdom which everyone has. We try to copy some of the apparatus from the astral world which people reject <laughs> up there thrown into the garbage, and here we pick up and become our top bestseller uh, <laughs> invention. Yes, yes, yes. Most of our technology are rejected, <laughs> are rejecting uh, things from the upper region. Therefore, the best thing is to enlighten all the people of the world, and then each one use his own greatest power to work together. Otherwise, if some person is working very hard here to do something, and the other one, many of other against him, are destroyed. Many of our techniques are very destructive, and we damage, cause a lot of damage to our world because of our so-called intelligence. Intelligence and wisdom is different. Wisdom is wise, wiser, and we can see the whole universal plan. Intelligence is just from the brain. We collect some information and we put it out again. It's very limited. It's what we learn and we see from flowers, from other beings, and that is from a very material, uh, material information. If we use wisdom, we have the whole storehouse of the universal plan, and then we can pick up whatever we need to benefit our world and ourselves. And we live in the highest state of thinking, highest state of perception. It's not the way we think as we do think now. It's just like we grow up, we think differently. We know things in a wiser way, not like when we were a child. We do not know what is the behind of many things. Therefore, to be enlightened is to grow up in spirit and to do things in an adult way. We have the ability to do this if we just know how. Of course, after enlightenment, you probably see things different. 
you see things just as dream, and you have no more desire, even to teach people. But then, because of the destructive world, because of the misery of the world, people, because people call on you to help, therefore, you have to do it for the sake of other people. Otherwise, to the enlightened sage, there's nothing to do. Okay, I think I leave you to ask questions. <laughs> Thank you very much. If you have any uh, question already, please rise up and our staff will collect them. Yes, please. Dear Masters, some meditations practitioners claimed they saw a vision of a great disaster to human beings in the world. During, is that real? Pardon me. During that disaster, millions of people will be killed. Is that real? What is your opinion? It will be real if uh, many of our worldly residents do not wake up and use our own great saving power inside. It will be real. God has given us the life-saving power. Many of us don't use it. Most of us don't use it. Of course, everything is created will be destroyed in a proper time. If we don't have enough creative power to withhold it, to uh, restore it, then it will be destroyed. Just like a house, it was built, and if we don't repair it, if we have all the tools in the house, all the painting and all the uh, equipments to repair the house, but we didn't, and then the house will be pulled down or damaged by itself. And now in case, even if the house is pulled down and damaged, we have emergency exits and all that. If we don't know it and if we don't use it, of course, we'll be in danger. Therefore, I would like to offer you this opportunity to save yourselves, at least, should it come to that. But how many people hear me? And the thing is so simple, unconditional. You just sit there and relax, just like you sleep, and then all this power will come to you, all the knowledge of your past memory will come to you, all the skill of life will come to you. And it's so simple. But how many heed this and keep asking me all the time about the end of the world? We'll end anyhow if we die. So might as well save our soul. And if we want to save the world, we have to contribute our power, the supreme power. We have to take it back and use it. Otherwise, who else to do this? The angels, they have their word. They have their duty to do. Jesus is teaching somewhere else, more advanced than our earth. Buddha is gone to Buddha's land, do his things. Only we are here to rescue ourselves. If you are afraid of these disasters, then get enlightenment. Repair our house, restore our world into more moral standard, more enlightened planet. Then non-disaster will befall us. Otherwise, even if I don't know anything about the future, I could say, yes, everything could happen. 
if the world is becoming so rotten a place, not fit to live, then God would uh, pull it down and create new one. Master, when are you coming back to Hawaii? What should one do if one decides to get initiation? Sometimes later, who should be we contact? If you want initiation, it's very simple. Just uh, put your name down outside, and then we we'll go and find you later <laughs> to collect you to come and then uh, tell you how. And after I have gone, the bodily office has gone, but uh, I am always with you. You can see me in your meditation or everywhere you live. If you truly want me, you can see. If you don't want, you can feel also. And when necessary, you always feel the help. Whenever necessary, I will always help you. I don't need to be with you physically because we are not physical. But anyhow, I will leave a nun here for you in case if you want to ask any question. And we have a meditation place somewhere. The telephone number is in probably in some of the books, if there is, yes, and try to find out the address, okay? His second question, how should one treat the dead body, cremate or bury it? It depends on the landscape. Hmm? In Hawaii, <laughs> what do you do? You cremate and put in the sea? Would be best, huh? Saving space for human, for living beings. Because the dead, they have other abode already. They shouldn't say, impact our living standard <laughs> by laying there, doing nothing. <laughs> and uh, I'll say, <laughs> taking the space, yeah? So the best is to cremate and scatter it into the sea where it belongs. Anyhow, okay? The third question. If one's parents do not practice the Guanyin method but are devoted to Buddhists, can initiation Guanyin help them? Help them in what case? Hmm? They stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> we, the Guanyin practitioners, should help anyone, anyhow regardless whether they initiate or not, because they all have God inside. They don't know it, but they are still God. So no need of Buddhist or Christian, and no, no need of all this talking nonsense. Hmm? Have whatever you can, anytime you can, and unconditionally. Will I soon be graced with spiritual enlightenment and a higher stage of consciousness? Will I soon be graced? Graced. No, no, beginning. Sorry. Will I be soon? Will, will I be soon? soon? It's up to you, huh? <laughs> I already offer. You take it, then you'll be soon graced with spiritual enlightenment. If you don't take it, then you will not be. <laughs> what happened to us after death? Do we come back to resume our life as the level we were at upon our expiration? Also, do we come back as ourselves or as another person with our spiritual soul? Oh, jeez. <laughs> How do I know I'm not dead yet? And what business of me, where you go next, is your business. 
I offer you the way to know it yourself, and if you take it, you know it. Okay? No need to rely on someone else to divine it to divine for you. Hmm. Because even if I tell you now, look here, after you die, you go to hell. What good does that do to you? <laughs> oh, I say, after that, death, you will become Cleopatra the second in Egypt. And you will be living your life expecting death all the time so that you can be Cleopatra. And then you miss the living joy of this present time. So, if you want to take responsibility to know about your future or your past, take it into your hand. I give you the key to know all this. That is the enlightenment. We illuminate all paths of life, whether past, present, or future. And then you know it all, by and by. And then you do what you want with it. But at the same time, you are also spiritually strong enough to bear all these informations, should you know. Understand? Otherwise, if I reveal to you the past life, you have been a terrible king, or the tiger, or the vampire, whatever. And then you, how can you bear it now? You can't bear it. You can't already bear the mistakes of this present life. How would you bear the mistakes of the past lives? We are not strong enough to bear all this. Therefore, God has drawn a curtain between this and last life to save us from all this anxiety, uh, guilt, feeling, and terrible remorse or terrible uh, how say, attachment to the last a luxurious life, should it has been better than this life. Understand? All right? So if we want to know the past and future, we have to accompany this knowledge with a very spiritual, a strong spiritual, I would say, standard. You understand what I mean? Yeah, that's it. How do you develop the third eye? You don't develop the third eye. It's already there. <laughs> we can't develop what is not <laughs> what is not the material, you see? The third eye is just a way of speaking. There isn't an eye at all. It just means that normally we have two eyes and we see things in a limited uh, vision, but if we have the other eye, the third eye, we can see things in the whole universe. That's why it's called the third eye. But actually the soul don't need eye to see, don't need ears to hear, don't need any sensory uh, apparatus to perceive things. Understand? And that's the highest truth, that's the highest perception without having to use any fleshly uh, instrument. That is our soul power, the supreme master within us, which knows all things, hears all things, in all ways, in everywhere. Yes, that's what we have to find because we are that. We are the supreme master of all the universe. Can you imagine how great you are? And then how you live your life now. That's why I feel very sorry for you. You come here, listen to me. You shouldn't have to do it. Because we are equal. We are exactly the same. We have the same power. You shouldn't even have to respect me. That's, that's a very sad thing. But you know it if you accept what I say, and then you know just what I know, 
what Christ knows, what Buddha knows. Dear Master, how do we develop our wisdom as a lay people? Lay or not lay? Am I look like a monk or something? <laughs> huh? I already grow my hair for you, and you're still <laughs> talking about lay and monk. There's no lay, no monk. There's only one. That's the master. The master power. The master never have to be a monk. Understand? That's a God within you. God never need to shave the head or go to anything. It's just because we don't know it. If we know it, we're already right there. Yeah? Lay person or not lay person, what are you talking about? I was ignorant when I became a nun. You don't have to be. A true monk is one without desires. And you can do that in your daily life also. You have wife, but just because you have her. Understand? So you continue being devoted and faithful and love each other and helping each other to grow, to search for the non-wife and non-husband within, the non-feminine, non-masculine inside, the everlasting we. Otherwise, what is a monk? What for a monk is useful? He recites the sutra, he eats vegetarian food. That you can do at home. All right? Just because you have a little exercise with your wife or husband, that makes no difference. Okay? God don't need all these things. These are physical level. We can grow above that. Yes? A man who grows above physical level is a monk. He can do things or he cannot do things or he doesn't have to do things. This just physical. Understand? We don't talk about physical exercise. So we go above that. Of course, after being enlightened, a great deal of desires will fall, fall out. <laughs> and then you just do things without desire. If you have to do something, you do it. If you don't have to do it, you don't do it. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> what are your views on reincarnation? Reincarnation. Reincarnation. There is no reincarnation. The soul never reincarnates. Just our habitual thinking, our desires, our attachment that reincarnate. If we know the soul, if we are enlightened with that, if we are connect we know the connection with the whole universe, we are not reincarnated anywhere. We are always right there. We never born, understand? And never die. But all this theoretical talk. Just get enlightenment and you know all things. No need to waste my paper. <laughs> all the paper I think that my disciple printed for you. <laughs> I waste some money, eh? thinking about the recession of our time. <laughs> and get enlightenment. Save everything. Save pen, save paper, save time, save the rent money for this lecture hall. <laughs> What is God? Does it have a form? Does it look like a painting of God uh, that we see? Oh, yeah, Michelangelo's God? Yeah? No, it doesn't look like that. This is his God. That's a Michelangelo's God. <laughs> you want to look to see what God looks like? 
Who is it? Please raise your hand. I show you immediately. Who asked that question? You? Okay, you look at your behind, your front, your neighbor, right and left. That's what God looks like. If you doubt them because they look ugly, you look at me. <laughs> All right, you satisfied? God says, God made man in his own image. So if you want to find God, look at your neighbors. Each one of us house God inside. You understand? So see through the physical walls, and then you find God in each of yourself, or in each of the neighbors. So treat each other as God, and you will see how much different life made day after day. Mm. Could you tell us some things of UFO? What are their purpose? What are their intentions? Well, that I have to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are the highly advanced planetary beings. Some of them are not truly beings, they just send robots for information, picking to uh, touch our earth to see whether they can make any talk later. Maybe they, have a, they want to have a convention in Geneva somewhere, in, 19, in 2000, <laughs> year 2005 perhaps. <laughs> uh, you have to save yourself to live up to a few years later to see what they want to do. Hmm? Now it's too early for me to say. There are many meditation techni techniques. How do we choose one to follow? Choose what you feel best for you. Pray to your inner master self and ask, what should I do? And if the feeling is more, on this side, then you go this side. If the feeling is more on that side, then you go on that side, all right? Otherwise, I'm very nice and sweet. Follow me. <laughs> Follow my technique, huh? okay? And know yourself, know yourself, yeah? Do you agree the planet is entering a new age of enlightenment and that the feminine influence will now prevail? Feminine or family? Feminine. Oh, feminine. Why should the feminine aspect prevail? Just because you see me as a female master? Is that right? I am perhaps the only one female master, so I can't beat all the male masters in this, <laughs> in this world. <laughs> I don't think fem feminine aspect prevails. It is not that feminine aspect properly love more motherly, motherly love prevails in our world. Because God is both feminine and masculine. We are both feminine, feminine and masculine. Do not identify us with a, a woman body or a man apparatus. This is only the clothes we wear sometimes differently. Just like I wear like this, and the lady wear like that, and the gentleman he loves sport, probably he just came from running, so he wear like that. So what's wrong, right? Okay. And we enter the new enlightening age or not, it's up to you to decide. Hmm? It's not up to me or anyone to say. 
if we are all enlightened, or many of us are enlightened, yes, we enter a new enlightening age. Otherwise, doesn't matter who predicts what <laughs> and who decides what age we are in, what is the use? We still live in darkness, right? Hmm. Will you appear on TV and teach through that medium? I hear you. No, I didn't appear on TV. Just people, they took my tapes and put it there. Sometimes without me knowing, through my disciples. They talk to my disciples somewhere and then they collect some information. And because of their goodness, their good heart, they want to share this good news to the uh, public at large. They do it at their own will. Yes. I didn't personally uh, ever go on TV. <laughs> Sometimes they interview me. Uh, many of, very often they interview me and then put that on, on television. Yes, yes, that would be good for people. But to go on television is too expensive for me yet at the moment. <laughs> Maybe later, huh? Maybe later. You, you watch our videos tape on your TV at home. Mm. Start with yourself, yeah? Do you respect homosexual relationships the same as you do heterosexual ones? What? 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 <laughs> you read it correctly? Do you respect ah, homosexual relationships the same as you do heterosexual? What is that? What is that, the last one? Is that normal? A normal relationship. Oh, I see, I see. So he put it in a very, uh, how to say, biological term, right? Ah, uh, I don't know really. I'm not expert in both. <laughs> All I can tell you is why do you identify yourself with the body and call yourself a homosexual or heterosexual <laughs> at all? We are not the body, brother. We are the Holy Spirit. We are love reincarnate. We are wisdom. We are the supreme master of all things in the universe. Why do you identify yourself? in such a manner and degrading yourself and making yourself feel interior, inferior, inferior by classifying yourself as such and such. Know yourself as God, get enlightenment. And then all these things are just a matter of temporary transit, a little disease which falls upon your soul unexpectedly, now and again, just a little spot on your beautiful face, and it will be removed by some treatment. Yes? Number two, I have felt spiritually moved to shave my head for a brief period. Do you have any suggestions or what might best enhance this experience? Why have your spiritual move not had nothing to do with your hair? <laughs> and even just for a brief period. 
Hear yourself, you identify yourself with the body again. The spirit has nothing to do with hair, all right? And if you moved to the spirit of renunciation, that means you should get enlightenment, renounce the worldly desires, not the hair, all right? Okay. But if you want to shave your head, it's fine. If you want to get into trouble, uh, I don't mind. <laughs> when we look different from other people, we sometimes get into trouble, right? So now when I go through every international airport, I wear just normal clothes, yeah? put on some makeup, and maybe earrings and all that, and I get through easily. Before, with my bow head and my spiritual clothes, and I look like a Buddha. <laughs> And I got into trouble anywhere. People will fall on their knees and worship me. Yeah, Up, uh, I'll say obstructing my, my path, my road, making traffic jam sometimes. <laughs> and whenever I pass any airport, I'm detained for many hours just because I look queer. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the police at the airport think I'm an extraterrestrial. Maybe I came just from UFO or something, so they tried to look at me more closely, and all my pocket were turned upside down, my shoes inside out, my socks huh? left to right, etc., just to see if any uh, extraterrestrial material inside. <laughs> and sometimes I de delayed, uh, so I was delayed too long. I missed planes, you see, that's supposed to. Uh, I say, I have in transit, you see. And then we delay there for many hours, sometimes half a day, a day even. Depends on the mood of the inspectors. <laughs> so now I, I know better. Yeah? I learned to be normal. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get into trouble, be welcome. <laughs> so next time if you, I see you at the airport, delayed, miserable, sitting there with your bow head, I know. <laughs> You see, monkhood is something very noble. It's the falling away of all desires, but still doing things that we need to do while we having to do give and take in this world. Monkhood is not always suitable for everyone. It depends on his background, destiny, karma, and all that, you see? And so, uh, of course, you can do whatever you feel pleased. It was just a joke before. All right, but don't blame me not to tell you beforehand if you get into trouble at the airport. All right. How can one get rid evil from himself? Why do I crucify my master even when praying? Get rid of ego or evil? Evil. Or evil. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know why you do that. Maybe habit from the time of Jesus. Hmm? So just continue with the meditate, whatever meditation that is given to you, and pray for the best deliverance. All right? It's only the thinking of the mind. It's not your true self that's doing it. Don't worry. Continue practice. Keep to the moral standard, and uh, do what is in your power to be of help to mankind. Jesus say in John eleven twenty six. Who believe in me never die. You believe you never die. Again. What you believe you never die? 
Yes. You believe you never die. Did you get it? You understand it? Huh? Yes or no? Me neither. Okay. Next question. <laughs> My cat Patches died three days ago. I love her. Where is she? Cat? Cat. I don't know. <laughs> Go and find another cat. How do you know if the enlightenment is, a, is from a good source? Why not? Do you think darkness is from the good soul? Hmm? Enlightenment means light, the enlightened state. And every goodness comes from light. Yeah? Would you rather have darkness? <laughs> no, okay. What is your view or understanding of sin? Of what? Sin. Seeing? Sin. Sin. Or science? S I N. Sin. Sin. What does that mean? Ah, oh, you mean the medium scenes and that? They go in trance? Let, let them have a look. What is it? What is it? A sin. A sin. Sin. I don't think we have any sin at all. Huh? No. No sin. All is forgiven. Because we don't know what we do. All right? And if God knows, He should come and teach us. If He doesn't come, we have no sin. What sin is there for the children when they don't know what to do? Hmm? If the parents don't teach them, it's the parents' fault. I blame God all the time for all the sins of the people. If you agree, I thank you very much. <laughs> you see, if God comes here, He will sin as well. Understand? How can you go into the mud without getting muddy? How can you go into the water without getting wet after some times? Even if you have all the equipments of oxygen and that is limited. In the water is different, right? So if God blames anyone, he should come here and see what the situation we are in, what the problems we have to face. In all our limited power, we try to protect ourselves, to protect the neighbors, to raise the children, protect them with all our might. So anyhow, if you want to blame God, come with me, get enlightened. We all go together up there and talk to him. <laughs> about his <laughs> trouble. <laughs> He's a troublemaker, yes. <laughs> if we are all one, does not your enlightenment enlighten me also? Yes, yes. But you don't know that we are one, that's a problem. If you already know that I and you are one, then of course my enlightenment is yours. But because you don't know, only I know, Suppose the parents recognize the son that has been lost for many years, but the son doesn't recognize the parents. So all the property from the parents, understand? The son will not acknowledge and has no right to receive it. He has to prove that, yeah? The parents have also tried to prove to the son that you are my son. 
So I'm trying to prove to you now, through the immediate enlightenment process, that you are mine, you and I are one, and my enlightenment, you can get it also. Therefore, you get it immediately to prove that we are one. But now you sit there, I sit here. I can't do much for you. Yes, I do somewhat, but because you sit there and your attention is fixing on me and also outer world, you can't know it yet. So when initiation, I tell you to fix it inside, know where it is, immediately you see that we are one. What I have, you have, at least to some degree, and then you discover more and more about your greatness day by day with the meditation daily practice, all right? How one goes to heaven? How? It's up to you. There are many ways to heaven and also a lot of ways to hell. <laughs> many people choose to go down. To go to heaven is easy. Suppose you live a very clean, good life, purif purified life, believe in God or Buddha and do always good things. And of course, you go to heaven. And if you want to go to hell, then do the opposite. All right? <laughs> How does one overcome mental abuse by parents? Another? How does one know whether he or she has indeed forgiven someone? Oh, a question from teenager, I guess. <sighs> I don't know. It's very difficult to say. Each family is different. Sometimes family members misunderstand each other, you see? The parents try to do their best to look after the children, and the children sometimes look at it in a different way, and thinking that the parents is too over-domineering, therefore feel resent, resentful. So we can never tell. The best way I can tell you is be loving, kind to your parents, because they are the representative of God. They take care of you in the name of God. Their love for you is the love of God through their bodies and cares. And pray to God all the time in all your might and sincerity so that you see things in a different way. And or maybe if your parent truly is unknowingly abusing you, they will change. They will change, and the harmony will prevail within your family. And the second question is that when you truly forgive someone, is that you have no more hatred toward that person, no more blaming, no more obstructing thinking. Just very easy when you see him or her, and when you think of her, just like you think of anyone else with no any of the resentment. Are you a religion or a philosophical, philosophical, um, philosophical approach to enlightenment of human behavior? What a question. What do you think? Huh? I am nothing of these. I am just like yourself. Hmm? I am only the one who know myself. If you know yourself, you are just exactly the same with me. Religious or not religious, that makes no difference, okay? We have to know ourselves. We are the root of all religion. First question, do we take on karma if we do spiritual healing? 
Yes. Because we interfere with the law of nature. Second question. If we feed our cat animal food, do we get karma? Yes, for having a cat. <laughs> My spiritual teacher says the sound current is false because it is an object appearing in our consciousness and we are the knower or the object of all that appears or the screen of our minds. Hmm. But through that, you become knowing that you are the knower, understand? First you concentrate within and know that, and later other things will come. Otherwise now if I come and tell you, you are the knower of all things, you are the owner of everything, you used to can't change, right? You still don't believe it. So first the sound currents will lift you up to a higher consciousness. There you see who you are. Understand? That's it. Just like a staircase, <laughs> right? It's a mean to an end. How can I serve God? So much suffering, how can I help? Help yourself. <laughs> Get enlightenment and then you will see, all right? Are you aware of the power of the double dorji tanka? No. I'm not aware of any power except my own. Hmm? How would you use it? I don't use any power because this power is automatic. You understand? It's universal property. I don't own anything even, but it's also my own. I have no particular individual so-called power, but it's just a way of speaking that I know my own supreme power, because it is yours also. It's universal property, just I know how to use it, but I don't know how to use it at the same time. It is spontaneous, automatic, without any ego knowing kind of uh, information, you understand? So if people come to me and automatically they get healed, I know nothing about it. I don't have to know. What for? What for do I know all these things? If it's good for him, it's fine. All right? If I know it, what good will it do to me? Just make my ego bigger or what? <laughs> I'm already having problem <laughs> pressing it down. <laughs> Every time I want to rise up, <laughs> I hit it and say, stay down there. And now if somebody keeps praising me all the time, if I know that I heal you, I heal this and that, I do this wonder in America while sitting here, what do you think? I'd be in trouble any time. <laughs> so this power is the best that we have no power at all. Understand? But we have it. How can there be peace when there is so much prejudice in this country? There's much bad attitude among each individual. Why do God allow this world to be like it is today? Homosexual crimes, teenagers r rampage. There are worse than that to come. In hell, if we're not going to heaven. All right? These are only an image of what would be just a, a kind of forewarning of what could be or more if we are not trying hard to remember who we are and the great privilege that is bestowed upon us before our birth. That we have to be enlightened, we have to know our greatness before someone else, any of the 
lesser degree, great will fall upon us and make a lot of trouble and drag us to darkness where we don't originally belong. Dear Master, when I try to meditate, I only feel nervousness, anxiety. Should I continue to try? Who is it? Are you initiated? No. All right. You meditate on what method? Then I can help you. She doesn't use any meditate method. Just sit quiet and that? Okay. All right, then go and find a master at least, huh? so you know the proper way to meditate. If you don't like to join us in this uh, meditation technique, and go and find a good teacher that you trust and you feel like to meditate with. Yeah? Uh, it's better not to just sit at random like this sometimes. It does more harm than good. Okay? Sometimes. I don't say all the time. But in your case, you already feel nervous and all that. It would be wiser for you to find a proper experienced teacher. All right? And then you can know what truly meditate is. Hmm? Supreme Master Ching Hai, does God sit upon a throne in heaven, observing, judging, and recording all our actions on earth to determine whether we shall rise to a heaven or to be doomed in an internal hell? No, there's no such God, no such God. Yeah? <laughs> All these things, whether happiness or disaster, are brought upon ourselves by our own misunderstanding and abusing the power of free will. So we have to correct our way, use our free will in a proper way, and then we'll be all right. Anyhow, by the way, I would like to mention again about the meditation subject. You see, everybody just say, I meditate, I meditate, and I can't find anything, I can't have peace of mind, I'm in trouble, I'm in possessed state. It is because you just do it wrongly. You just call anything meditation. Of course, everybody meditates anyhow. People meditate on money, on fame, on power, yeah, on... Uh, political, I will say, struggle and all that. Everybody meditates on something. But please, don't be misunderstanding uh, that this is meditation on God. Understand? The meditation has proper techniques and it's safer to follow it, the footsteps of the great masters of all time. I feel my mission here on earth has yet to be accomplished. How can I determine what that is and how do I go about fulfilling this goal? First, illuminate yourself with the light of God and then you see everything clearly. Hmm? I told you already, everything needs enlightenment. The word is this. <laughs> He's getting tired. Continue. How can I achieve all my goals in a manner that would enable me to have tranquility in my life? Again. Initiation, enlightenment. <laughs> First question, is it okay to donate one's body to experimentation? It's okay. Second question, how does using psychic abilities uh, hinder spiritual development? Because psychic ability is still one corner of the whole, you see? If we cling to one corner, and then we can't attain the complete state. That's it. Just like magical power and all that. These are binding 
golden chain. Do you think that you and Buddha, Jesus, and Krishna are representatives of God? What do you think? Yes or no? Oh, thank you. They say yes. <laughs> so if uh, you get into trouble, <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> is it important? Is it? I don't care, brother. I don't care what you call me. Yeah. I only care to share with you a technique that will make you happy. Yeah. And that's all what I care. All right. <laughs> Is it important for us to tell you, to tell our families about you, or will you take care of becoming known to them? You or you take care? Or will you take care of becoming known to them? Oh, do what you can in your power. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, why should God use us at all? Understand? And we do what we can and we think proper and leave the result to the universal plan. And that's the proper way. Not always sitting there and waiting for the Master to do everything. A Master knows everything. Of course I know everything, maybe, if I'm a Master. But you have to know it as well. It's your duty to know it. Yeah? Your duty to do what you have to do. All right? Yeah. Just like a student in a class, the teacher knows everything, but the student has to learn all the same. Because the student cannot say to the teacher, look, you know everything, you know all this question, why you ask me? <laughs> Understand? Yes. Our duty, we have to know, we have to do what we should do. If we are a beginner and we get into meditation, is there any danger of encountering bad spirit while we try to reach the meditation state? This is only for the non-initiates people. Uh, meditating at random or maybe with the lesser uh, secured uh, technique or method. And with us, no problem. No one has ever got into trouble by this. Because, you see, we use the all-pervading power to help the initiates, the disciples. So wherever you are, you are looked after, you are, I'll say, watch over, yes, 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 and you are in no trouble. Not at all. You always helped when you are in trouble, in fact. And that you will know just lay, like a two and two make four. And you will see it with your eyes, you will feel it, and you will see it so obviously, just like you see me right now. There's no doubt about all this. Hello, Ching Hai. I am Don Garver, medical laboratory scientist. I welcome you to Hawaii. Thank I am you. extremely impressed with you since I heard you speak yesterday, March 27th. Six months ago, in the Orient, after traveling halfway around the earth, I met and married a young woman nicknamed Wing Wing, who looks almost exactly like you. And like you, she lives a seemingly totally poor, pure, loving, kind, thoughtful, and sinless life. My first question is, are you interested in finding out why you two are so much alike? Or do you already know everything you care to know? Yeah, whatever I should know, then I will know. Yeah, otherwise too much information is also very crowded. <laughs> but I'm very uh, grateful to your love and the information you give. 
Of course, I'm interested to know why she is so alike. But on the other hand, I'm not interested because we should all be like that. Understand? It's no big deal about my life. Everyone should be like this at least. I'm the least <laughs> of the so-called anything good at all. You see what I mean? I don't consider I am any good that much. It's just that because people invite me to go here and there and answer their requests, fulfill their longing to see me, so I just do what I'm requested to do. And because living this kind of life, of course I just have to live the way it is, right? So I just have to do what it is there to do. But I don't consider myself anything big deal. <laughs> uh, suppose if you were me, you would do the same. If you are requested or you are put in this position, you just live exactly like I do and you just do what is there to do, right? So actually, if, if you think my life is good and simple and pure, then I think everyone's life should be as good and simple as pure. <laughs> it's very simple. It's a way of life, it's a proper way of life if we want to turn our earth into heaven. Hmm? Second, despite all your great knowledge, wisdom, happiness, and spiritual purity, are you not able to understand that even you still have much more to learn about if you truly want to help others to the maximum extent? Sure, I learn all the time. I tell you, I read book until late in the morning. I came home last night. What time? What time I left the initiation room? 1.30. 1 right? Arrived my home, 2 o'clock. Eh? Take a soup or something, because I had all this sandwich all day long, and read some newspapers. I told you already to learn what is there in your country. Read some uh, English book so that my tongue will not twist it, or maybe find something to say to you. I learn all the time. I learn with everyone. I learn with myself. Understand? Because we all share the universal knowledge. So you have some part of it, I have some part of it, and I probably realize a lot part of it, but still there's some part which, when not necessary, will not come out. You see? So I learn by doing things for you. I learn by exchanging viewpoints with you. I learn by helping you. You understand? I never profess that I don't learn. I never say that, did I? No, 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 no. Anyhow, I suppose if I don't have you or people asking me to do what, then also I don't need to learn because I don't desire anymore. <laughs> I don't desire to learn anything. Not because I think I'm great. I just stop at desiring. You understand? And whatever is there for me to do, I do it and learn by the way. If I learn, I learn. If I don't, it's all right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is God's purpose for us in life the same for each of us? Yes, the same purpose. That is to know God and then make use of it according to the plan of the universal. What is the proper way to meditate? I teach you at the time of initiation. It takes about two hours for the whole life, for the whole life, huh? not only for today. Two hours and then you know what to do the whole life and improve every day. 
What is the cause, nature, source of evil pain? Is pain a part of God? No. <laughs> pain is what we have inflicted upon ourselves by doing something not according to the plan of the universal uh, intelligence. And then that is a reminding that we should correct it, correct our way. How do parents help children become enlightenment? I'm sorry, become enlightened. Oh, enlightenment. I mean the children, the parents already married and have children, how can they become enlightened, right? How do parents help the children? Uh, help the children, not have, okay. Or just get them initiated, <laughs> okay? And they get enlightened themselves because they have enlightenment within themselves, just like the parents do. We are equal, actually. Will a cremated person be saved or haven life after death? Be safe or be saved? S saved. Ah, kua? Yeah. Ah. No, no, that not, doesn't de depend on the wood. It depends on the grace of God <laughs> and the way we live our life while we are on earth. A cremation, just a convenient way to get rid of uh, uh, unwanted, <laughs> I'll say, uh, burden. Just like after we, our car is already rotten and in unfit condition, we just dump it somewhere and somebody would, uh, I'll say, press it into a piece of metal in order to use it something else or throw it away even. Mm. So it has nothing to do with an, uh, heavenly life. Is there any universe language? Is that sound close to um? Universal language is the inner current which unites all things and brings all beings to understand each other without any language. The sound of om is the sound of the second level word. It's not the, the only sound and it's not the highest sound in the universe. Is there great power from I think you all go to sleep, huh? This is uh, Tabai Zhou is a Chinese name for a so-called spiritual mantra in Buddhist tradition, you see. And uh, to some of you Westerners who are unfamiliar, unfamiliar with the Buddhist terminology, Zhou means a mantra, huh? And most of Many of the Buddhist followers recite this so-called mantra and they believe it to have great power. Uh, yes, it purified you to some certain extent, some of the gross layer of uh, karmic debt, but it's not uh, very permanent, not very permanent. The greatest mantra is within us. We have to know that mantra without sound, without noise, that is the life currents, the sound currents. And then we will have great power, true power. And the last question, can we recite the mantra while meditating? Again, what kind of meditation? Of course you recite anything you want <laughs> and meditate in what way you want. But uh, if you want to meditate, it would be better that you meditate the way your master teaches you and not mixing too many things and getting into confusion 
and sometimes putting uh, stress on mental uh, endurance. And that's how people got into trouble, understand? So just do exactly what your teacher teaches you in the process of meditation, in whatever meditation you do. It would be best for you. Tabejo, you can recite it or not recite it anytime you want. Actually, I want to tell you the truth. Tabejo is nothing but just a short uh, phrase of praising the Kuan Yin Bodhisattva in Sanskrit language. Because it's not translated into Chinese, you took it to be a very mysterious formula of mantra. It's nothing. You should get the root translation from the Sanskrit and know what's the meaning of it. It's just a prayer, a praise, a praise. Say, oh, Kwan Yin Bodhisattva, you are almighty, you are omnipresent, <laughs> you are blue-necked, you are beautiful and all that. That's it. All right? <laughs> what is the correct way to liberate the animals? Liberate human first, <laughs> please. <laughs> animals still have time. Have time. What is the cause of our suffering? Again, still the same question. If it's a similar question, uh, cause of our suffering because we do some mistaken, yeah, some mistaken uh, project, which uh, is not according to universal plan, and also we have not used our supreme power to uh, say to cover whatever mistake we do. Mistakes we can make sometimes, but then if we have the power, we have no fear. For example, we can lose a few hundred US dollars on the street, but if you have a few hundred thousands in your bank account, you're not worried about this, right? Yes. Can you see an analyzed aura on people around you? I'm not interested. Hmm? I'm only interested in the soul which is always effulgent, always bright, always everlasting, omnipresent, all right? What can I do now so significantly advance my spiritual growth? Initiation, <laughs> enlightenment. It's a Vietnamese question. I'm going to translate into English. Why do we need to meditate? What is the advantage? People say that if we don't meditate right, we will have trouble. Please explain. Look at our world and answer yourself. Look at your state of mind and answer yourself. Look at the way you live your life. Look at how miserable many of us are and answer yourself why you have to meditate, why you have to have enlightenment. It's not, it's not my problem. It's not that anyone has to tell us to get enlightenment. We just have to rescue ourselves and rescue the world. Of course, if you meditate at random, as I already mentioned, you will run into trouble. If you tap inside the great power without knowing how to handle it, you run into trouble. If you tap the wrong side of power and run into negative force, you have more trouble. Therefore, it's best, of course, to have an experience friend or teacher to help us. Hmm? What is the difference of life of the enlightened person and the ordinary person? 
What's the difference? He's different. <laughs> huh? What's the difference between Jesus and other priests? He's different. What's the difference between Buddha and the other monks of his time? He's different. He knows his supreme power. He's one with the universal power. He can do what he wishes, save whom he wants to save, know what he wants to know, okay, and lack nothing in life. He's happy wherever he is, he's omnipresent, he can help whomever calls on him. That's the difference between an enlightened person and a not enlightened person. Okay, the first question, can one have enlightenment just by listening to the inner sound? Sure, that is the enlightenment itself, to some degree, until you recover your complete uh, wisdom. Second question, would cultivating the qi interfere with the Guan Yin method? I mean Qigong? Does it interfere? She's a Qigong master. She should answer you. Hmm? But she left it. <laughs> she left it to follow this path completely. So是answer uh, and uh, in addition to uh, liberation, and you also have a very healthy life. If, if you just practice uh, the kind you said qigong, and when you die, and you don't, uh, you don't have anything. Any qi. You don't have any qi. You also finished. <laughs> So that's why she suggests the Guan Yin method is the best method for you if you want to practice anything. Not suggest, it's a real reality. Many Qigong masters in China came to study with me for your information. Yeah? All right. One just followed me from Taiwan. He just left by now because he had to go back to work. Yeah. He's also one of the Qigong master and also Tai Chi Chuan master. He taught the policemen in Taiwan. He just followed me now to help just uh, to Australia, and then he has to go back to his government office. Many of uh, the high Qigong master in China also follow our practice, and they find that their Qi goes better than even before when they practice on qi alone. Yeah? Because this will open all kind of qi inside you. Qi means that vital energy within your body, right? And when you practice Quan Yin Method, all the vital body will regulate itself and open itself. Yeah? Whereby if you concentrate only on the qi or the vital energy alone, you will get only that. And maybe not even the whole complete because you're not able to do it with the physical uh, how say um, endeavor or the mental um, concentration? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tai Chi Kun as a meditation practice? It helps some to some extent. I told you already that <laughs> Tai Chi Chin Master. <laughs> he came and followed us. He was one of the most devoted disciple. He never before he practiced. 
30 years of Tai Chi Chuan, I tell you, 30 years, with the best Tai Chi Chuan master of the whole world. And he practiced 13 hours a day on Tai Chi Chuan. He didn't even talk to no one. And whenever he had a guest come, he'd sit there, maybe listening to them, but he's still, <laughs> you know, practicing his Tai Chi Chuan. That much devotion he had for Tai Chi Chuan. He never knew anything else better than Tai Chi Chuan in his life until he met the so-called Ching Hai. Then, <laughs> and then he turned. <laughs> he used to teach all the policemen, uh, many, most of, many of the policemen in Taiwan, he teach all the master of Tai Chi Chuan. I mean the master level, the teacher level, you see, not, not the ordinary Tai Chi Chuan uh, beginners, but teacher of Tai Chi Chuan, he taught. If you hit him, he will not hit you, but you fall down. <laughs> or you stick on the wall somewhere, or you make a very good slide from here to the door without any oil or lubricant. He don't hit you. He don't use any violence or no very forceful action, you see? If you hit him, you're finished. <laughs> At least for five minutes, you're finished. <laughs> and if you try to hit him again, again, you finish even more, <laughs> and that's it. So he has attained to the height of non-action, you see, non-heating. And of course, the Tai Chi Chuan people meditate also, you see, in their method. From that, they derive their strength. But after he practiced Guan Yin method, he prays it to heaven. He said, oh, this is better than anything. Not that he give up Tai Chi Chuan, huh? no, no. Yes. Now and again, he came in and teach some of our monks <laughs> for exercising and all that. Uh, we make use of what we have, but he just know that Kuan Yin method is the best of all Qigong, best of all martial art. And when he, uh, how say he, actually he wanted to teach Tai Chi Chuan to my, some of my monks' disciples. And then I said, okay, first you come and try it with me. See, I see whether it's good for them, or is it too violent, or thing like that, then I don't want them to learn. So he came and tried with me. And we, I say, we just compare a few strokes, you see. And he thought, I, I, I know about Tai Chi Chuan. I said, I don't know. <laughs> he was surprised at my strength and my chi. Yeah. And even because he knows, you see, he knows uh, how your strength, when, when you touch him or when he touch you. I just, actually, I just want to know what he did or what he does, just make sure whether it is not too much for the monk, that's all. But then he was very surprised, very surprised and impressed that I have so much strength and chi that the master of Tai Chi Chin have to practice for long years, for all life sometimes. I'm also surprised. <laughs> Both of us were surprised. <laughs> Uh, that's the story of uh, our Tai Chi Chuan uh, master, yes. He just left, otherwise he would have come here and I probably introduced him to you. He looks very ordinary. Before he met me, he was very serious, never smiled. It's like all the master of Kung Fu do. <laughs> and now if you meet him, you can't believe that he is a master of martial art. It's like a child. He bubbles like a child. He smiled like a child. He talked so innocently like a child. He laughed at anything. I say, 
other people say when it's funny, it's just like a child. You can't know, you can't tell that he, he has so much power. And he's a master of all the teachers of, 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 of Tai Chi Chen, even. <laughs> Is Qi the same as the power within us that you speak of? No, it's not the same, brother. It is the vital uh, breath, the vital power which sustains the body and that. But the power I talk about is universal power, which goes above body and intellect even. Hmm? We finished. Goodness. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everything, for everything. Thank you.